Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez. We are on Zoom today. Um, Aaron Keller, our co-host, is here. And we also are joined by all of our angler educators from around the state. We have Abby Zarnecki from Southern Region, Julie Gabrielson from Eastern Region, and Jan Nemec from Western Region. And right now we're in the middle of our 25 Days of Fishmas celebration. So we're trying to get helpful fishing information out to people and just anything fish related out to the public. So we thought what a great time to talk about our trout in the classroom program. So that's what we're talking about today. Thank you everyone for being here. Thanks for having us. And I'm just going to kick it right off with, could we do an overview? I think we did a podcast earlier this year, but for people who didn't hear that one, could we just get a quick overview of what Trout in the Classroom is? It's an awesome program we have. So Julie, do you want to take that one? I can take that. <laughs> it really <laughs> is a great program, and it's probably one of my most favorite ones to, to run. Uh, so Trout in the Classroom, it's an educational program, and it's really tied to the curriculum of fourth and fifth grades. Um, so it's, it's going to tie into science, art, recreation, and lots of other uh, values that tie into fish and aquatic life. Um, it's, uh, we basically put a tank in, in a classroom that wants to sign up for it, and they raise tr uh, eyed trout eggs up to the ale or to the fry or fingerling stage, and then they release them out in public waters. And we give them some um, extra projects that they can do with that if they want, but they can come up with their own stuff as well um, for that program. It's about a six-week program for each classroom, depending on what stage they get those eggs in, but that's probably a pretty good timeline is six weeks for it, and it's typically done in the um, late winter, early spring, and they try to get all the, the, the fry released into the public waters before spring, spring break is the goal. Okay, so you said late winter, early spring, so I bet the three of you are busy right now <laughs> starting to prepare for that. What is everyone, Julie, I guess we'll start with you while we're on you, and what does everyone have going on in their regions? Um, well, for us, we actually start a little bit later in the eastern region than uh, Jam and Abby do. We don't get our, our, our eggs delivered to the schools until the second week of February. Sometimes it even goes into the third week of February, depending on some other things. But we get our eggs directly from the Gallagher Fish Hatchery out in the Ruby Valley, which is really unique for us to be able to do that because they're being raised right here in the same region that they were, were actually spawned in as well. Um, and the students the, and the teachers, if the timing is available and the hatchery is open for it, they can even schedule um, tours to go and have a little field trip to that hatchery. Um, so ours typically comes, like I said, second week of February. They we are typically are released before spring break. Once in a while, we've got a teacher that's got to push it through spring break in the week after, but pretty rarely. Um, and that's pretty much where we're at. So we're still accumulating new teachers if we need to. Um, we've got a few extra tanks that we and kits that we can send out this year. So if you are interested in it, they you know in the eastern region, you can definitely contact me, and we'll see if we can get you a new kit. And if, if you're just a little bit 
too late on that, we can always put you on a waiting list in case another teacher decides to back out for the year and we can kind of borrow and beg, borrow and steal kits to get them to other classes that want to participate. Awesome that you still have some openings in case anyone listening has a class and wants to participate or if anyone has students in a class and they want to get their teacher involved. Um, what is the best way you said to contact you? Um, um, so email or by phone, either one is good. Um, my email is, is kind of long, jgabrielson <laughs> at ndow.gov. Um, or my, my direct phone number is 775-777-2391. That's probably the easiest as far as memory goes. Got it. Yeah, no, we could even put, if you don't mind, your email in the caption at the bottom. Say if you're interested um, in Eastern region, and then we'll put your email. So keep an eye out for that yep. for anyone who's interested. Um, I will move on to, I see Abby smirking in the corner over here. Abby, what do you have going on in Southern region? Uh, we are getting all of the reserved trout in the classroom tank setups uh, ready for teachers. Um, they will pick them up at the end of training that we do at the beginning of January. And all teachers um, that pick up trout eggs will go through the training. Um, we even have it as a refresher course. And it's just to make sure everybody's on the same page as far as the trout life cycle, the length of the program, um, and what are the opportunities throughout the um, spring. So um, our teachers will, for the Southern region, will get their eggs the last weekend of January. Um, we are all full um, for our trout in the classroom setups this year, but we have lots of virtual opportunities and including um, we're starting some little virtual, like little um, hands-on um, tank cutouts that the school can still participate. Um, it won't be an actual fish, but they could definitely do like a virtual option. And then uh, Jan will give some details on our weekly programming that they can log on to. And we do live um, water testing um, of our tank in the office. And so that'll always be available to all the teachers throughout the season as well. Um, and we leave our trout eggs a little longer. So if teachers want to extend the program in their classroom, they can. It's not limited to six weeks. Um, we keep the eggs going um, all the way through May. Uh, and then we do our release then. So we do a little later um, virtual field trip for the teachers as well. Um, that's always an option if they can't uh, have the eggs in their classroom. Got it. And um, you mentioned the the tank on our YouTube. That's always super fun to watch. Um, and anyone could watch that, right? You don't even need to be in a class or have a classroom to watch that, right? Right. So um, we do live stream it through YouTube. And so anyone can log on to our endowed page on YouTube and watch the eggs get dropped in on Tuesday, January 25th, I believe. And then um, we'll do that twice throughout the day and we'll have a little um, timestamp on there so people can see when they're coming in. And then um, every day it'll be up. Um, if the feed does stop, we restart it first thing the next morning. Um, and then the eggs start hatching um, about a month 
later. So then, yeah, you get to see the whole trout life cycle. That is fun. I always, I've loved, I think we did that last year and I can't remember if the year before, but I love that. Yeah, now we have year. to, now we're promoting it. So now we're going to have to make sure we have it up there for everyone to see. And hopefully we don't run into any technical issues. Oh no, so um, far so good. Yeah, perfect. Jan, what do you have going on in Western region? Um, you know, I think much of the same as Abby, um, kind of just putting together kits for, for new teachers this year. Um, we kind of, we start things a little bit different. Um, it's great that everybody has a little bit different way of doing things and it all works so good. Um, we, um, instead of doing a, a teacher training with new teachers, we actually will uh, deliver and kind of do a short uh, introduction session with teachers individually as we deliver um, the new tanks. Um, so the next couple of weeks, we'll just be delivering tanks, setting up, um, and then we have uh, a teacher training set up, scheduled for, uh, it looks like, the 4th um, of January uh, in the evening, and we'll go over kind of some refresher stuff for teachers that have been in the program. Um, this year, we're very excited to offer um, both the live program, um, which is what we're setting up in in classrooms now, as well as the kind of the virtual um, program with it. And uh, the virtual program is a series of webinars. Um, we essentially have five weeks, um, two sessions in each week. So we've got a total of 10 different webinars um, that cover everything from um, lifestyles and habitat, or uh, life cycles, excuse me, and habitat, um, to some basic fishing, um, getting into uh, food and predators. We do a little fly tying in that session. Um, we have one that's uh, specifically done on watersheds and we have some some partners to the program we work with as well like river wranglers and uh, keep trucking that is beautiful. So um, between the water sheds and the water quality um, uh, webinars, uh, they handle those for us. So it's kind of like having the pros doing um, doing what they're supposed to be doing. So we have the right people um, covering the right things. Um, and then we also have, uh, which is probably the favorite um, as far as our webinars go, at least last year, was the trout dissection. And um, I think a big one, uh, we owe that one to Julie there on the east, um, kind of helping us out with that one. But um, that is absolutely the most popular. We get the most questions from the kids and most interaction from that, that seminar. Um, in addition to that, we do a hatchery tour. Um, so we take the kids around a hatchery um, virtually so they don't have to take the hour and a half or two hour bus ride to, to one of our hatcheries to, to be able to get out and do it. So they get to see the hatchery, how, um, how we raise them um, and, and stock them into the waters, the local waters. Um, the last two are probably my favorites. We have one on our community ponds. So kind of fishing locally in some of those community ponds that we have um, around the state um, and where to go fish in those community ponds or how to fish. Um, as well as uh, we have our virtual release. So um, obviously things have changed in the last couple of years. So we have uh, kind of modified um, our release to, to be able to do it virtually. So just in case we're, we're stuck inside again this year, we have a way of, of kind of going through um, and, and showing the kids the, the release of the fish themselves. Yeah, I love how it's so, we have so many different options for people now, um, even if it's a kid who's not in a class where they're taking it part in trout in the classroom. I mean, we have so many things like you just said, all the webinars we have, it's all virtual. So I like how accessible we're making it to everyone and lots of fun things coming up to get involved in. 
Absolutely. And I think same, same in our region with uh, having a, a huge, uh, an increase in, um, in teachers looking for the live program. I think we're adding eight, eight schools this year. So that's, I think the most that we have, we've been able to add in a long time. So um, we are again, just like Abby, uh, probably full for this season, um, but look forward to adding some more live tanks um, in the future. Yeah, definitely keep an eye out for that in the future. And we have a, um, there's a website dedicated to it. Correct. Um, do one of you want to push to the website that people can find information to keep an eye out all year long so they could get signed up for next year? Yeah, so um, we have a new website up, endow.org. And if they go to outdoor education, at the bottom are links to a lot of our awesome programs. And one of the tabs is Trout in the Classroom, and it goes directly to our uh, Trout in the Classroom webpage and a teacher can literally get everything right from there. From uh, fish backgrounds, a lot of our native fish are on there, include, but also rainbow trout. And so kids can do little papers based on that information. And then we do have the live link on there as well. Um, we update it from YouTube and then from the website. And it shows some pictures, it shows our process for egg processing. Um, literally everything that you can think of is on that page. Nice. And then like you said, there's also, if you go to endow.org, outdoor education, you can see all the different programs we have. So be sure to check that out. And that does it for the first half. We'll be right back after this quick break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we're talking about our angler, or we're talking with, excuse me, our angler educators across the state about trout in the classroom, one of our popular programs. And right before the break, we were just saying how all the ways people can take part now, even if their classroom isn't involved, we still post all of the tanks on our YouTube page. And Julie, you wanted to mention, I don't think we mentioned it, that Eastern also has one of the tanks that people can view on YouTube. Yeah, we do. We've got the, the virtual tank and much like Abby's, it'll run the same way where it's the link is done through YouTube and it'll be linked to our individual uh, regional pages. So Abby and, and Jan will have the Western region and then mine, or sorry, the Western and Southern region. And then mine will have the Eastern region tank. Uh, and, but mine will start like, like the rest of the program for the Eastern region, it will start a couple weeks later. So for some reason, if somebody missed, you know, the beginning of you know, Abby's tank down in Southern region on January 25th, I think she said, then they can still catch mine uh, the second, third week of February and, and, and catch up on that part of it and follow both tanks at the same time. Yep. So if you're listening and you're interested, there's lots of ways to get involved in this program. <laughs> and Erin, yeah, oh. I, oh, I was just going to say, and the dissections that Jan mentioned, those are so fun. And they are absolutely my favorite, and I can't wait to get back in the schools to do it with the students because hearing them go from I'm not touching that fish to playing with all of the parts that we're, we're dissecting and 
and really enjoying it and getting into it and asking a million different questions, it is such a cool experience to be in there with them. That has to be one of the best parts of what you guys do. You're trying to connect people to fishing and get them interested in fish. So when they come in and they're like, no, that's disgusting. And then they get into it. Yeah. It has to feel pretty good. Fantastic. <laughs> and all I was going to say is, Aaron, you had a whole bunch during the break that you wanted to add. So we're just throwing it over to you. <laughs> I, uh, well, I just think that Trout in the Classroom is it's one of our most popular programs, and it's because there's so many different ways that you could take the program. That's why everybody that of our staff and our volunteers that get involved with Trial in the Classroom, they love it. There's no real negative side to Trial in the Classroom. It's all positive stuff, and whether it's art or journaling or the funny things like every kid has to name their fish or there's... Um, different art projects you can do where they have to take adaptations and make a fish or they have to and then there's math so the math part of it is really eye-opening for even a lot of teachers that you know there's temperature units that are involved and we can tell exactly when the fish are going to hatch and they come in the classroom that morning they lift up the the box or they open the little flap and the the fish are in there swimming around moving around and the kids, um, it's real mind boggling to them that we can actually do that and, and how nature and, and wildlife can be so heavy on math. Um, and it, it's just a positive um, program in that when the kids get to release their trout, they get to see them swimming around and they get to put them in the, into the water and they connect to that water and they can come back and like you said, they can go fishing potentially catch a rainbow trout and who knows if it's the trout they released or not but potentially could be the same one um we could let them think it's the same one <laughs> right right exactly and uh and and teachers you wouldn't believe the number of teachers that come in at the releases and they say like this student was like really like gravitated to this program and they were the water tester and they were the, the kid that came in and wanted to feed the fish or they wanted to take care of them and and this was the program that I really got them connected to science or to nature or to wildlife and uh, it's just a it's a really cool program and uh, I don't know I just love it I, I like all things all parts of trout in the classroom and I know these guys it's a lot of work right now they're they're ironing it out and they're trying to coordinate all the teachers and the tanks and the things but once you kind of launch and you you get the, the eggs out there then it's it's really cool to hear the success stories when they come back it's all worth it there's no doubt about that i mean all the work is is definitely worth it and i think it's important that we remember that um these these kits that we send out to the teachers they're free for the teachers we take care of all of the costs for that so a, a school doesn't necessarily need to come up or PTA doesn't need to come up with the, the expenses for a kit. Sometimes schools will buy additional kits for additional classrooms if we don't have them available. But in general, that classroom doesn't pay for the kit. Yeah, and we have, I mean, it's, we have hundreds of tanks launched throughout the state. So if you're not able to get it, a tank this year, um, 
put in a request for next year and we'll put you on the list. But like the like everybody said before, there's a way that you can connect to a tank, whether that's virtual or maybe sharing a tank inside. But the other thing is, is check around in your storage closet. Sometimes tanks, like if teachers move or retire or things like that, and you have a fish tank there and you contact us and say like, hey, we have an aquarium here. It might be an old child in the classroom tank and we could just get you a couple parts and pieces and get you ready to go. I know we have certainly had that come up several times. So that is definitely a good thing to point out. Yep, the most expensive part is the chiller, which actually the water for the for the fish. Um, the rest of it is kind of odds and ends to get you going, but um, the chiller is the most expensive part. So if you come across a water chiller, let us know. Lots of good information. Um, I wanted to ask everybody what what's your uh, what you're most excited for this year for trial in the classroom. Do you have a new? program, a new worksheet, a new webinar. We're like what what are you guys most excited about? I think I'm most... oh. <laughs> go ahead, Julie. All right. Not that I haven't talked enough today already. Um, I think I'm most excited about having the bulk of my classrooms back this year um, with an actual in-classroom tank. The virtual is fantastic and it really does, like Aaron and Abby both have talked about, it really draws a lot of people into it that aren't able to have the tanks. But having those tanks active with the, the students hands-on again this year is probably what I'm most, what, most excited about this particular year. Ultimately, I really love my releases and getting out there with them um, and the dissections. I've already said that, but I think just having them back in the classrooms this year is a big one for me. I'll go next. Um, I think my looking more forward, I think definitely to the more interaction. So more with the teachers and more with the kids. So what we're able to do for sure, um, the possibility of doing um, some on-site type releases or stuff where it's, 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 it's just more doors opening, I think is, is definitely more interaction. I think we, we really, last year, um, my favorite part definitely was the interactions through the webinars. So the question and answer sessions. Um, you know, our webinars would go 30 minutes and then the kids would ask questions for like 35 minutes afterwards when they're afterwards. So I think that's probably what I'm most looking forward to if we don't get those, those in-person interactions for sure. And to add on to Jan's, it'll, it's gonna be awesome working um, with Jan and Julie across the state and having Jan's webinar supplemental to the virtual and being able to also have all the in-person. So yeah, our schools were almost completely shut all of last season um, after our emergency season starting in what, where are, yeah, 20, I guess the beginning of this year, we were completely shut down and 2020 was an emergency year. Um, but it's really neat, like the collaboration of everything together. Um, and yeah, the kids just love the webinars and. Uh, just being able to reach more and more students, no matter what. Um, the virtual option is great for homeschool groups was one thing I thought about earlier too, um, because uh, the way that Trout in the Classroom works um, and funding, it has to be on the, you know, on the school site. So we can't necessarily do 
homeschool groups, but we do have the virtual option so that the curriculum is still there. You still get to see the trout eggs. You can still tour a hatchery um, live or um, online, and you can definitely make it your own. It doesn't mean that you can't do trout in the classroom. That's what I love. I feel like we just keep expanding the program. Yeah, and I was going to say, I also agree that uh, just getting back into the schools and just getting back interacting with, with the students is going to be pretty awesome. And uh, I can only imagine being a, an educator like you guys, like that's, the, that's why you come to work. So um, getting back out there is going to be awesome. Definitely. And then I just wanted to mention, as we said in the beginning of the podcast, we decided to do this. You guys are so busy working on Trout in the Classroom right now that we were like, why not include it in our 25 days of Fishmas celebration? So check out our social media. Um, we'll be doing multiple podcasts. And then Jan's put together some awesome gift ideas for anglers. We've been sharing recipes. We're also... Um, sharing pictures people send in. So feel free to send in your pictures. And there's just lots to look forward to right now. We have 25 days of fish miss. We have trout in the classroom. Um, lots to look forward to. Anyone else want to add anything before we wrap up? We just have another minute here. It was good to have all of you on. <laughs> it's always good to see your faces. Yeah, please email any of us. Um, it's really easy to find our emails on the trout in the classroom page. Um, you can even literally probably Google it and find any of our emails. They're out there from a video here or there. Um, but please let us know, call any of our regional offices and leave us a message if we're running around, but we'll get right back to you. We're excited to keep this program expanding. Jan, anything you want to add? No, I definitely think just reiterating that that we've we've expanded enough to be able to offer different times, different programs, so many different things that uh, prior to to kind of being locked down, we we really we really only did it one way. And I just I, I think it's great that just reiterate that 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 there's so many different ways to participate. That you know if you can't do live, um, you know we if, even if I know Abby touched base on on the the funding and and being in, in certain schools and. And part of certain programs, but you know, if a lot of times, even with the whole homeschool teachers, if they can, they can purchase a chiller or find the equipment that we can still support them in a lot of ways. So um, I just, I, I just think it's a great program. I don't, I don't think we can say that enough. Yeah, it really is. Julie, anything you want to add? Um, I, I got to definitely echo what Abby and Jan have just said, but additionally, um, even though it's designed for fourth and fifth graders, I've got a lot of teachers from ag departments, from uh, biology classes in high school that have asked to use it as well as part of their programs because it, it's hands-on and it's right there live in front of them. So it's just, a, a, it, it covers so many different variables that it's just such a great program. And I can't, I can't echo enough what Aaron and Abby and Dan has all said this, this morning with, you know, it's just such a fun program and so cool. It really is. Get on endow.org, check it out. And thank you all three for being here. Thank you everyone for listening. And that does it for this week's Nevada Wild.
Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.